Hello. Hello. My name is Emily, and this is my niece. I'm Carissa. And welcome to our podcast, From Hesitant to Hope. This is a place where we just talk about life and about the things that we are hopeful for and the things that we need more hope for. Um, It is basically conversations that we would already have, but we're recording them for somebody's, hopefully, enjoyment and betterment. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten a a couple of good comments of um, different people getting different things out of these podcasts, so it's worth it. And it would be even worth it if we were just to go back and listen to our own conversations. I'd be fine with that, too. That's true. Same. Yeah, I've like literally the endurance one I listened to a couple of more times than I'd like to admit. So (laughs) there's that. Um, But this week we're going to be talking about comparison and co-heirs, which is my title for this podcast. And Carissa's title for this week is comparison and chosen. Yes, we had a a little a little debacle about it. Um, but here we are. So, um, <laughs> I think officially the title is comparison and co-heirs. Like that's what's gonna go on the okay on the thing, well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so there's that. Um, but we want to start this week uh, or this episode with um, a verse from Psalms, and it is Psalm one thirty nine fourteen, and. This verse is just kind of to preview the conclusion of kind of where we're hoping to end that this episode ends up. So it says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. And to me, this verse just speaks joy and truth. And I've heard it said a lot of times that comparison is the thief of joy. And yeah, every time I've seen comparison in people's lives, in my own lives, it, lives, I don't have more than one. You're um, a cat. And you have nine. I, I am a cat <laughs> and I'm also allergic to cats. Um, oh, good. Love that. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I've seen that to like, I've, that's been proven to be true oh, as far as what I've seen. Yeah, me too. Um, so do you want to read Romans 8, 4, 8, 8, 4 through 8? Go for it. Okay, cool. Um, so it says, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So we in Christ, nope. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Mm-hmm. I like Those it. are good. <laughs> I, for me, it's just, this verse basically says, like the people that make up disciples of Christ, Christians, mm-hmm. all have certain things that they are more apt to, right? And that they do so well. Yeah. So, like, be be in those things, like the things, like yeah. the, the things that God has given you that you know that like those are your gifts. Like, step into those and and celebrate those. And this 
this verse is kind of saying, hey, we each have our own thing. And therefore, we don't have to look at somebody else's thing and think, oh, that's what we should have. And and that's yeah. kind of um, probably like where the comparison conversation will end up. But before that, we just want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, and in general, like, these things are God-given gifts that you might not be great at at first. And you have to learn the things. Or you have to have someone teach you, like, how to serve correctly. Like, the correct heart for serving. And that might not be your gift, but that's something you can learn. But your gift could be teaching. And you can help teach someone else how to teach well. Does that make any sort of sense to you? Yeah, no, it for sure does. Okay. Um, yeah, no is such a California thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, no means yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it for sure makes sense to me. Um, and I agree. I think that, yeah, for sure, like, we we may not have a gift that another person has, but that could be something that we will have in the future and that we will grow in. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to share a story of comparison in you your own life? I'm going to let you go first. All right. Here All right. I am. I'm going to go first then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, a story of comparison. So this is something that I really didn't think about until like not comparison as a whole, but the story I'm going to share. Um, I didn't think about it until I was like 18 and moved out. But um, like I said before, I have eight older siblings and I realized, like, once I moved out of the house that, in a sense, we were all kind of put in a box of, like, this one is the artsy one, and this one is the musical one, and this one is the dancer, and that, you know what I mean? Hey. And <laughs> and so um, I realized Did, that... Sorry, I have a question. Did yeah, you guys put yourselves in those boxes, or you kind of fell into them? And that's, that's a good question, and I think that, like... Like, the first ones kind of started, like, the theme of, like, this person is is this, like, the first couple yeah. of kids. And then and then they, they already had taken those places, right? So the, the next people had to figure out what, or I guess maybe be put into these different categories. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you it, guys are all different forms of artsy, I think. I agree. Yeah. And it, it wasn't like I was going to say, like, it wasn't always, always cookie cutter. Um, but as a whole, I do think that it was, it was just known, like this person is the leader and that is the mm. person that's going to make the decisions. And, and like, so, so then other people didn't have an opportunity to build those leadership skills because that person was the leader, you know? Um, or they didn't even think that they could because that person was exactly yeah because that person already took that role so then going into let's say a job environment after coming out of um living just with your siblings and and being in community with your siblings then then you're not going to be as apt to pushing forward to be in a leadership position in a work environment you know what I mean yeah so so I think there's that and I think that when those boxes are put in place it it might put like it might have put sent us in directions that we weren't meant to go. Um, and I think that the, out of that, I thought about, like, how there's room for more than one, quote, unquote, the creative one. Like, there's room for more than one of each thing. And, and there's room for more than one thing on the list of who you are and how you're viewed. Oh, absolutely. Does that, 
Okay. And so it go- it kind of goes back to identity, right? It's for sure. Those yeah. you guys get put into boxes, but then you guys take on the identity of the leader or the artsy one or the dancey one, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I think bottom line, it's important to understand that the highest thing on that list should be child of God, which definitely oh, yeah. comes back to identity. But I just think like when I think comparison, that's that's the first thing that comes to mind just because um, I never really processed through that until I was out of that situation. Yeah, that makes sense. How about for you? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> um, well, you're probably not going to like this very much, but <laughs> it was you. I, want, I just wanted to be like you. You were the closest thing I have to a sister. Mm-hmm. Sisters were born. I'm still um, the closest thing you have to to a sister, even though you have sisters now. It's true. That's <laughs> that's pretty freaking accurate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Um. So, I think that your siblings are also kind of what I used to compare myself to, just because all of us are relatively close in age. Yeah. Um. The other thing that comes to mind is media, mm-hmm. because, uh, how do I word this? Because female figures in media were so distinct mm-hmm. and looked nothing like the majority of people, <laughs> right? Um, I would compare myself to those people, to to women who were like stick thin or. Blonde hair, blue eyed, like classic looking. I I was born with what I got. Brown hair, brown eyes, you know? (laughs) Right. Unless I do some like major surgery. Reconstructive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way on this earth that I would look anything like people who were supposed to be popular or what was supposed to be the standard. That are, that are looked at as a worldly, popular, this is how you should look. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the so, thing is, you weren't meant to look like that. And No, that's, like, yeah. You, if you did all that reconstructive stuff, you wouldn't look that great. I, like, you just it wouldn't look natural, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think that's the other thing that comes to mind. And I think the same thing with, like, you and your siblings. You guys got put in these boxes, but God could use those boxes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if I had all this crazy reconstructive surgery, God can use my experience with the crazy reconstructive surgery. He can use anything. Absolutely. I agree with that. But I do think that comparison is very dangerous mm-hmm. to our, like, mental, spiritual health. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to read Galatians 1.10, which I think it kind of... I'm going to read it, and then I'll explain why. Okay. So, Galatians 1.10. For I am now seeking the approval... Yeah, okay, sorry. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Um, I have a sticky note on my bed that says, Are you praying to be like someone else, or are you praying to be more like God? Mm. And the thing is, is like, I... At this point in my life, I do not care what my identity lies in unless it lies in Christ. Because mm-hmm. why would I seek the approval of man who suck? 
for lack of better words. Yeah. Human beings are not great. <laughs> we have sin. We have, like, terrible ideas and thoughts and all these other things. Why do I care what another human thinks? I only care what God thinks. Like, that is, I don't know. That's my goal. Yeah, to 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 live in such a way that makes God proud of you. Yes. And, like, if that is different from the what makes the world proud of you, and it should be, then that's okay. <laughs> right. And, like, we're supposed to be more like Christ. Like, mm-hmm. if you... If you if I want to compare myself to anyone, compare myself to Jesus, which is kind of a letdown because it'll never happen. But but it's know. important to do like you want. Yeah, you want to be looking more like Jesus, not more like other people, for sure. Right. I had um, a thought in the as I was just thinking about comparison and based on a conversation I had yesterday with someone that was talking about how, you know, someone in there church had done something and because of that thing they were no longer able to serve where they were serving Uh and I just I just think that a lot of times um people are very like outwardly black and white in the sense of like how could you do this like right you know what you've done like look at yourself and then they're very inwardly gray of like what I'm doing is okay right like I can justify this Um, because I'm me and I'm not you. And like, I just don't like that. I don't like that feeling. Um, well, but every human being, well, not every, but a lot of people consider themselves good people. And that Mm -hmm. word good is so subjective. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. What is is your foundation? What is your basis? Mm hmm. And yeah, I just think there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of grace, especially when someone realizes, like, oh, yeah, this wasn't okay. I made this decision. I'm human. I'm, like, I sin. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> cool. I don't Let's know. move on. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, with that thought, I thought about, like, comparison can go in either direction. It could be they're so much better than I am or they're so much worse than I am, mm. um, which means that comparison is attached to pride. Um yeah. Which which then leads to judgment, and as a whole, it, like it says in James two thirteen, it says because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment, and mm-hmm. I think as a whole, mercy triumphs over judgment. And that's yeah. my thought on that. Yeah, I like uh, I like that the comparison leads to pride, and the pride leads to judgment because it's true. Like it, it, you are comparing yourself. In whichever way, because you care about some certain thing that doesn't, in the long run, truly matter, usually. Mm-hmm. And then if you do something better than someone else, perceived, then you're like, oh, they suck. Oh, this this is, I'm so, so good. You yeah, know? you start to build this pride, even if it's subconsciously. Right. Which then we have to, like, check ourselves and be like, holding our thoughts captive as where did you know, that we should from? be Why is it yeah there? like what what's the root of this okay the root of this is pride how can i like move forward well right yeah yep i like it um so with that why do you think that we are so quick to compare ourselves to other people to yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, this is just for me as I was like reflecting. I don't know if this is um, we as in a collective, but I think some of it could be. I think FOMO, (laughs) fear missing out for me is huge. Um, So when I'm comparing like what somebody else is doing to what I'm doing, Mm. um, I'm quick to do that because I'm scared of missing out. Yeah. Um, And then with that, the grass is greener on the other side. So the way that other people present themselves is often in the best way that they can, right? Mm. If you're feeling a mess, like maybe you're going to wear extra makeup that day and walk out the house and look like you know, everything's fine because you, you don't want to show that to people. Right. Makeup on. <laughs> right. So the way that other people present themselves make it seem like the grass is greener on the other side, but really we're all going we're all going through stuff. Right. Um and I I think that we compare because our focus is off. And I mm-hmm. um I thought of something yesterday and I actually like this quote of my own. Um so talk about pride. We're gonna shift it down a couple notches because it's probably not that great but in my heart I like it Um, but it says we can't count our blessings very well when we're so busy counting what someone else has that we don't yeah Um, it's so true that's that and it goes to one of the commandments right thou shall not covet Mm -hmm. like why are you wanting something that you don't have yeah and that that can't use yeah that is Exodus twenty seventeen, which which says, "You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor." Obviously, we're probably not going to be coveting oxes and donkeys these days, but the principle is the same. Man. Like we're not <laughs> we're donkey, not meant dude. to to um, pretend like that. What someone else has should be ours, right? And it's I think. I think wanting something that isn't yours is normal, but to the point where, like, you hate your neighbor, no, nah. let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I think that that desires are normal, but yeah. it's when you're, when somebody else has something that you want and you're jealous of that, of that, and you want to be them, and, like, there's this different level of comparison that's not, that's not okay. yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I agree. I don't know if I have anything else to add to the why are we quick, so quick to compare. Oh, um, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Other well, how about... Fact, hold oh. on, sorry. Yeah, Other go than ahead. the fact that it's normal. Like, it is... Be, I, okay. <laughs> Let me try and put this into words. Okay. Um, I think that God created us to compare ourselves to him so that we could be more like him right Mm -hmm. but we don't have him on this earth we don't jesus isn't here anymore so we are gonna compare ourselves to things that we have around us it's a terrible thing we do have him just not in the flesh standing next to us right (laughs) we don't physically have but he is within us yeah I mean, does that make sense? I, I understand. It's a normal thing. I agree that it's a normal thing. I also I think know that, that those... we have Jesus. Well, <laughs> uh, 
I can't roll my eyes at you. We're not in person. But I would be <laughs> ro- rolling it. my eyes right I now. I felt it. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I meant in the sense of, like, we don't have a physical Jesus on this earth. Like, okay. he, he died. He, he died and then came back to life and then went to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Resurrection. It's a great thing. <laughs> so we are a lot more we we compare ourselves quicker to what we can see which are other human beings okay that's fair cool. okay yes yep. makes sense okay <laughs> i knew i knew i had to like set it in my brain correctly and i still didn't do it right so you know it's, it's all good. good it's great um all right, when? so I'll ask you the next oh, question. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> when do you first remember comparison playing an active role in your life? Um, I so very young, I think, and I and I think for me it was more of the uh, not so much the personality traits, but like your hair is long and blonde, and my hair is short and brown or long and br- I don't know, you know, like mm-hmm. the very physical able to see things and that thing yeah. that happened like kindergarten where you you make distinct differences um I think it truly affected my life like I super cared about it I don't know like I, I distinctly remember in sixth grade getting made fun of for wearing things that like mm. like polka dotted leggings I thought they were cool my classmates so, disagreed. Those little kids who made fun of you probably wear them today. Pro- it's <laughs> so true. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, I think sixth grade is when I realized that kids are mean. Yeah. And in a comparison type of way, because I was not considered somebody who was particularly cool, but I mm-hmm. didn't really care. And then I started to care, and then I stopped caring again. So, you know, it works out. Hey, came back around. Came back around. <laughs> yeah. At sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, like junior high age. That's such an r- awkward it's age. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah, that's so rough. What about you? Yikes. Um, I think <laughs> <Thanks>. that... <laughs> what? You said yikes. I did. Yeah, that's just a rough age. I'm just like processing sixth, seventh, and eighth grade and oof. Um, (laughs) I think uh, comparison for me has like deeper roots than I can really, um, that I can, that I can really like tap back into or like remember super well. Um, But I think comparison in dance is something I thought about as I got older for sure. Um, Like in regards to body image, but I was never outwardly worried about it. It was always Mm -hmm. like a personal thought, which is, I think more dangerous than Absolutely. just talking about it. Um, and then I think to festers totally. Yeah. And then um, I think too that comparison with other girls, like I think about this girl, like who dyed her hair in third grade. And then that same girl, like got a thong for her fifth, like her fifth birthday, no, her 10th birthday party in fifth Ooh. grade. Um, nice. And I, those things like at the time I was like, okay, my mom's babying me, obviously. But then I look back now and I'm like, okay, she grew up a little fast, right? Yeah. So, yeah, those are kind of the first first couple things that I think of. Yeah. Yeah, in that direction. I think also, like, for me, similar things, but with theater, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you, that is a comparison 
minefield. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, because you have to audition and you're only going to get it if you're the best. And really, the best is subjective, right? Right. And it's it all depends on how you look and how you talk and how mm-hmm. you walk. And... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's like the same dances performed in the same way could get a 30 out of 30 at one dance competition and a 15 out of 30 in another dance competition because the judges right. are different, you know? Yeah. And then the directors change for theater and you're like, okay, who am I working with this time around? Right. Why did I choose this field to go into? <laughs> <laughs> Questioning everything. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. All right. I'm going to ask the next question. Okay. I'm going to do it. We're going to switch off. I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, has comparison Ow. ever defined your decisions or made you regret them? I think this kind of reflects the first question or the one right before this. Yes. Um, so, I mean, the short answer is yes. Right. But as I was kind of thinking deeper into it, I think that um, I've thought about regretting things. And then I think about how if I change one thing, it would right. literally have changed everything and I wouldn't have the people in my life that I have today. And like right. relationships are the most important thing in life. Um, and so with that said, comparison has definitely had like a heavy influence on my decisions a lot of times in my life. So yeah. like sometimes I've done things that I quote unquote should do in the eyes of others versus doing something that I know I'm supposed to do. Um, or I've done things that I felt like I shouldn't do because that's what it seemed like I should be doing in comparison to other right, people, that, right? Um, when wrong is right and right is wrong. Yeah. 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 And so I was trying to think of like specific examples for this because they exist, but I couldn't think of a, of a specific one. Yeah. I think... For me, um, I guess my my best example is theater. I've always come in second to everything. Mm. Like, there's always somebody who's better than me. And I think that that's normal and natural. Like, I'm I'm usually the, the second character, you know? Yeah. So, like, in Into the Woods, there was Cinderella, and then there was Little Red, and I was Little Red. Mm-hmm. Um, or in Alice in Wonderland, there was Alice in Wonderland, and then I played the Cheshire Cat, who narrated the thing, but Alice was the main character. Right. But then I think about it, and I'm like, well, I also have an understudy, and the same understudy every time. And I'm Cinderella's understudy. Like, there's going to be somebody better, right. than you, but there's also going to be somebody who's just behind you. Right. And... Why am I compared? We're completely different human beings. Mm-hmm. So, in the sense that it's defined my decisions, I played with the idea of acting a certain way or not acting in another way to see, like, if I would get a different role or you know, that, like, that kind of thing. But then it goes back to we're completely different people, right? And- it's subjective. Mm-hmm. And also, I agree with you on the regret thing. I don't regret life choices because if I did, then I would want my life to be completely different, and I don't. Right. It Like, that's always been such, like, a mind-boggling thought to me of, like, you change one thing, you change everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. 
And yeah. a lot of those things we have no control over. So why are mm-hmm. we trying to change them anyway? Because we so badly want to have control over them. Uh, uh. <laughs> like, just by nature. I guess. Um, or at least I do sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes I'm like, please, I do not want control over this situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... How have you grown in the direction of overcoming comparison? And what are some tips and tricks that you have used along the way? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is that, like, reminding myself of God's promises and God's truth. And, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. who he says I am, right? That's good. Like, I, I know that I'm a child of God, which is the first step. But I also know that everybody's kind of going through something. There's not one person that's kind of come out of this life unscathed. Mm. And it took me a while to realize that. I think a lot of that comes with communication and theater and being aware of other people. Mm -hmm. Um. Because if I was thinking about myself the whole time, then I wouldn't care about other people. You know, that whole thing. Tips and tricks. I don't really know if I have many. Lean on God. (laughs) Is that? Yeah, but I think like in what you, there was truth in what you said too. And that is like, uh, like a tip in itself of like, everyone has a story and everyone's going through things that we can't see so we have to live in that perspective of like yeah that reality treat people with kindness Mm -hmm. and that is how you will be treated usually yeah i mean there's this concept that the world is so divided but it's only because everybody else thinks it's divided Mm. like you i if i think that you think that you'll not like me, that Mm. I won't like you first, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you don't want to be the one that's not liked. Yeah, treat people like you like them. Yeah. That's my tip. I like it. (laughs) What about you? So um, as far as growing in the direction of overcoming comparison, I thought about just like how I've grown in – the understanding of my identity and knowing that I don't have to compare myself. Comparing mm-hmm. myself is not a requirement. <laughs> like, True. even if it Amen. feels like it is sometimes, <laughs> you know? Um, each of us are created differently and uniquely, and we're not set out to live the same life or be exactly the same as the next right. person. Um, and I think, too, like, for me, I've looked deeper into my own life and come to, like, a better understanding of the blessings that I have. And I... I have a better understanding of like what it means to be grateful and actually doing that. And then a lot of times um, in my life before Jesus was not at the center and like in a lot of those spaces now he is. Yeah. And that just makes like a huge difference. Um, And then I kind of thought about like, I, I know now that the best part of me is not alone in the good. Other people are celebrating too. And the worst part of me is not alone in the struggle and other people are struggling too. So we typically compare to find differences, but we are a lot more alike than we think. 
Um, and it's not in the sense of being exactly the same, but it's in the sense of like, we all struggle hard and feel joy hard and like have different seasons. And we're like you said, like we're all going to walk through different things. So like it's, it's more now for me, not comparing myself in the sense of this is why this person is different and this is why I'm worse than them or better than them or whatever. It's like, Oh, this is how we're, we're, similar and this is yeah. like a way that we can build a bridge you know how are you the same and how can you relate to somebody else right instead it's, of going how are we yeah. different? I'm gonna never talk to you again exactly there's there, it literally gets you nowhere and it gets you no friends like right? eventually <laughs> like you're always gonna be able to find things that you disagree with oh, with someone absolutely. else it's it's better and more effective and um just going to be so much cooler in the long run if you're able to find like just those little tiny things that are similar between you yeah. and someone else. Um, as far as tips and tricks, <laughs> I don't know if I would call them that, but, um, <laughs> but I think um, genuinely being able to celebrate others and oh, yeah. knowing that their win is not your loss. Their win has nothing to do with you. Sure. Like, you should just celebrate them because the, they, because they of they their win it. or just because they, they are who it. they are, you know, whatever it yeah. is. Um, and then seek first the kingdom of God and then all other things. Like, yes. and, and what I mean by that in, in the way I thought about it is like, let's say you're scrolling on Instagram and you're comparing yourself to whatever post you just saw, right? You're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I should be doing this today and I'm not as good as them. And they just did a workout and then went on their family vacation and then they were still working because they work remotely and blah, blah, blah. And like, I should be doing all these things, right? Right. If you're going on Instagram first, that that is more likely to be your thought process than if you're going to the Bible first and if you're reminding yourself of truth first. And then you see that and you're like, you know what? They're having a great day. Go them. <laughs> right? Right. And so in that sense, Look I think Look at the that... cool things God is doing in their life. Right. Yeah. So I think priorities matter. And I think that oh, absolutely. that that is important. Um, and then finally, I think um, seeking to be f- fulfilled in God alone. Jesus mm-hmm. is more than enough always, even when our view of him is small. Like, he's always more than enough. So we need to be able to, to live in that ever-growing perspective of like, he is so much more than we think. He's so much more than we know. And he's always more than enough. Yeah. And I think our perspective is always going to be small. Oh, I agree. But it can always grow. We're never oh, going to see God in his fullness until we see God. Until we see God in his fullness. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I totally think that there's our, our human minds can always be growing and challenged and, yeah, um, in that way. I like it. Um, so Philippians 2, 3, and this kind of just sums up what I think about, uh, comparison and people, I guess, Mm -hmm. says, so Philippians 2, 3 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Mm -hmm. And I like those verses (laughs) or that, that's, that's kind of what I try and base my relationships around yeah that's really Um, good yeah well that and like romans 
twelve two, which kind of leads into to co heirs and chosen. Um, Romans twelve two says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern uh, what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect." Um, this verse is what my mom, <laughs> my wonderful mother, would look at me and go, "Carissa." We are Romans 12, 2, mother and daughter. We are not a worldly mother and daughter. We do not need to follow what the world says, but we need to follow the will of God. Mm. And she would say this when we're, like, bickering. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and, but the thing is, it's accurate. And there was one time where I did something. I don't remember what I did, but she was mad at me, and she, was, she had words to say. <laughs> And I looked at her and I said, Mom, we are Romans 12, two mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she kind of stopped and went, fine, let's pray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to use those words for right. sure. I'm only sharing this because she shared it in her sermon. So I feel so like it's I'm, allowed. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But like Romans 12, two and uh Philippians 2 3 is kind of where I pull how to interact with other people Mm. because I don't want to be conformed to the world standards I don't I don't want to care about the world standards I want to discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect to him Mm -hmm. yeah those are good like good verses to come back to and have memorized and have on your wall and like (laughs) yes just have around yeah Yes, absolutely. For sure. Um, so transitioning kind of into the co-heirs end of this podcast, um, I wanted to read Romans eight seventeen through 18. And it says, now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. I think that one's kind of self-explanatory of like, we're his. <laughs> and yeah. we he, get to he, go through it with him. He decided that we're his mm. as well. Yeah. Which, which is why I wanted to call it chosen. Because it's it's his choice. You know? Yeah. 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 Do you want to um, ask the first question or do you want me to? Sure. I can ask it because I really am actually interested in your answer. Interested. Interested. <laughs> um, shut your face. <laughs> What is a co-heir to you and what does it mean? Like, what is a co-heir and what does it mean for you in your life? Okay. So a co-heir is an heir who shares inheritance with another heir. So in our case, it means that Jesus allows us to share in his inheritance as God's son. Therefore, we are God's children, which means that for us, being a co-heir means everything. Um, so I think there's so much promise to us when we know that this is our identity and Mm. in that God pours out his glory and grace and love over our lives, which makes me think of, um, first Peter one, three through four, which I love, especially like the, the last part of it, but it says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his grace Nope. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to, in- 
to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Mm. And so when we know our identity in Christ and we know our inheritance, we can live in the truth that is promised to us. Yeah. I just love that. I do too. I like it. What is your answer? Um, so I, I'm going to respond for chosen because, okay, <laughs> because that is what I wanted to name it. Cause co-heir to me means you have a place in heaven, right? Like in its foundation, you have a place in God's family. Okay. Um, chosen, I think is a little heavier for me. It, honestly, I think it's because I, my dad left when I was really young. I, mm-hmm. I think that's the foundation of it. And God is choosing me to spread his word and tell people about him. And he's chosen me as his child, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I also wanted to talk about... Um, there's a, a new TV show thing called The Chosen. It's a, a series, like a TV series. It's called The Chosen, and it's a free app on the your phone that you can have on your phone. <laughs> um, it's yes. not on any specific, uh, what is it, production? I don't know. They're their own thing, anyway. Um, and it's about the people that Jesus chose to be a part of his group, the disciples, um, and the people that Jesus chose to be a part of his kingdom, which is us. Mm. And there's a, a scene where Jesus is talking to Matthew, and they're they're prepping the Sermon on the Mount, which uh, has the Beatitudes in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it opens with the Beatitudes. Well, they haven't gotten to the Beatitudes yet, because they're trying to figure out the best like the best um, order for the sermon to go. And Jesus all excitedly goes up to Matthew and goes, Matthew, I figured it out. I figured <laughs> it out. There's a map. I'm going to give you a map. Are you ready? And Matthew's like, yeah, sure. Give me one second. Let me wake up because he was sleeping, of course. <laughs> such a disciple move. Anyway. <laughs> Very um, disciple. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm ready. And Jesus says, blessed are those, like he starts doing the Beatitudes, going through the Beatitudes. And at the end of the Beatitudes, Matthew looks at him and goes, I don't understand. That's great. I don't understand. How is this a map? And Jesus looks at him and goes, where you find those groups is where I will be. Hmm. And I think it's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, because he chose people that the world didn't choose. That the world says is less than. He chose right. those who are downhearted. Those who are peaceful. Those who are... There's so many different things. Um, but he chose people that don't have a ton of power. That don't have a ton of worldly influence. But can influence the world if we work together. That's really good. They don't have a lot of worldly influence, but they can influence the world. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, so James 2.5 says, Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? Mm-hmm. And I just think it's good. I like co-heirs. <laughs> I do. But. I chosen is slightly <laughs> better, but I do think they are similar. They're pretty enough. similar. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I okay. I'll say that. This... I think they just hold this. I think. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I think <laughs> chosen holds the same weight that coers for me that coers does for you. I agree, and I think for me, those these. Okay, I thought of this title like a couple or like this um, topic a couple days ago and those two words came to me together comparison and co-heirs and it's because we feel like we need to compare ourselves to one another but because we are co-heirs of christ we can live in the identity that we share in an inheritance as a child of god and we don't have to compare ourselves to others yeah so so for me like the fact that comparison exists creates a a heavier weight in being a co-heir with Christ okay. and like understanding so, that we don't have to live in that. I agree, but adding to that, because we are chosen, we become co-heirs of heaven. Okay. Which is yeah. where I think that like that's the part I love. Because we are chosen by God, we now have weight and value in the kingdom of heaven. We now have the title of co-heir. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> anyway, that's not the point of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. We're just chatting, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so, being a child of God requires a lot of trust. How can we trust God more, and how can we live in certainty that we are His? So, before I, like, answer... I just want to say that for me, like trust, trust is a thing. Like it's just difficult and yeah. it's because it's been broken a lot in my life. And I think that that's true for you too. Oh, absolutely. But um, it's, it's not the fact for me that God's track record isn't perfect. It's the fact that my view of it is sometimes tainted by my personal experience. Right. Not with God, with others. Yeah. And, and so, the reason she says this for those who are, at, who are listening is because we had this conversation at one point. <laughs> and I said, well, well, okay, so let me say my answer really quick because that yeah. is the answer is that oh, okay. God made promises and the track record of him keeping his promises is perfect. Chris's words are track record. I took them. She did. That's Just okay. Want you guys to know. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. Um, but he consistently and continuously keeps his promises right and if he promises promises us that we can trust him that we are able to live for him that we are his completely and wholly then i'm i'm gonna believe it Mm. i've had a lot of trust issues (laughs) yeah but i haven't had trust issues with people who have consistently proven that they are trustworthy okay to a certain extent. I mean, there's always people, but the majority yeah. of those that I have deemed trustworthy. Have proven to be so. Yeah. 
That's my um, answer. Your turn. <laughs> um, so I thought of like just some reminders for myself and hopefully for others. Kind of what you said, like we can trust God because he's the only one who will ever truly be consistent. True. Um, he's the only one who's not going to fail us. He's the only one that's going to be there even when everyone else who said they were going to be there walks away. Amen. And that will happen because human, like, because we human. are we are people. Yeah. <laughs> he is not going to leave us. He is always ready to restore and rebuild and bless and make things new. And we can know with certainty that we are, we're his based off of his word and the fact that his word is always true. So I think of, like, John 3.16, for example, that we learned when we were little <laughs> minions for god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life right mm. and there's just countless verses like that uh, and i think of like the camp song of like all who did receive him come into the kingdom mm. to those who believe his name his name his name um, <laughs> so i think of all of those types of verses and it's like okay if the bible is truth and i believe the bible is truth then i can believe the bible is truth and therefore i can trust god right yeah and that's my answer i like it (laughs) um so the third kind of question statement comment situation is redemption comes to mind here as well and so some things and people just seem too far gone to be redeemed. God has a way of proving us wrong when we find that to be true. Mm. So share a story of redemption in your life or the lives of those around you. Well, I'm ignoring that last part for a second. Um, okay. <laughs> because the first thing that comes to mind is Jesus's disciples, right? Like the 12 disciples and the women that were with him, like they were terrible. They killed people who were their own people, tax collectors. Matthew was a tax collector, and he was, like, the worst of the worst of human beings. Um, Prostitutes and, like, just people that were not following the word of God. That were not following, like, the the first covenant, the New Testament. Or, sorry, the Old Testament. Um, People who everybody else looked down upon, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yet, they are known as, like, the most holy of people, the most righteous of people. And if that is not some sort of, like, God preparing the called, not calling the prepared moment, I don't know what is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then just in my life personally... It's really hard right now because my friends that knew Jesus when they were younger mm. don't know Jesus right now mm-hmm. or don't live like they know Jesus right now. Um, so I'm having faith that this is true, that, yeah. that that is true. I'm having faith and praying and going, hey, Jesus, these people, they need you. We all need you. Please prove me wrong. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm in the middle of it still, which is why I think I go back to the disciples, why I think I, why I go back to the, the miraculousness that is their lives, because if it can happen, then it can happen now because God totally. is the same as he was and as he is and as he will ever be. 
Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that's, at least for me, like, that's one of my favorite things about the Bible is, is the redemption that is seen all throughout it. And so, like, it's it's an inspiration because, like, in the thick yeah. of it, these people didn't know either that they were going to be blessed like they were or redeemed like they were. Yeah. You know? Like, it it just shows, like, the fullness of a lot of stories. And our story is going to be full, too. And it's going to yeah. be different than their full story but it's going to be like if god if we allow god to write it it's going to be beautiful absolutely yeah what about you um i for like talking about a story of redemption in my life or the lives of those around me i thought about um someone in our family who years ago um i won't give the full story just for the sake of not um privacy yeah privacy um was told that they had three days to live and um three days later (laughs) the doctor came rolling in to the hospital room where we were after the whole family gathered around that hospital bed and prayed um for that person and that doctor basically had found what was happening and they were able to live and they're living right now. And this is years later, you know? Yeah. And that same person um, had multiple other things happen in their lives, like life where it should have been the end and it wasn't. Yeah. And that just means that like there is purpose over their life and they're like, it's their story's not done yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have an example, actually. Um, There was a, um, a lady from church who got pregnant and had an abortion and the abortion didn't take. Mm. And that baby is alive and well today. That's really cool. And I'm, well, they're not really a baby anymore. They're like toddling now, but, (laughs) um, but I am excited to see what God has planned for them because there's a reason that they're here. Yeah, you know. absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. So <clears throat> we're kind of getting toward the closing point, but I want to share Titus 3.7. And it says, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. And that's just kind of what we've been pushing toward like this, this entire second half of the the podcast um and as we close i just wanted to share a story um and then i'll let you read the last verse but um it has to do with the last verse or it reminded me of it when i when i was reading the verse but a couple months ago i was going through it i was going (laughs) through a whole thing i was Mm -hmm. like just like heartbroken and depressed and just all the things were terrible um and so I was like you know what I need community I need church I need to just get out and go and so I went to this kind of like smaller church it is typically in home but at this point because of COVID it was in like a quote-unquote larger building it's not a large building (laughs) update um but anyways I rolled I I like just had to go right I rolled up into the parking lot it's about 
6.03 when I got there. It started at 6, but basically no one was there yet. And I've come to find out they don't start on time. They, they, they like talk seven. for 30 minutes, an hour, yeah. you know? And yep. so, um, but <clears throat> I'm sitting in the parking lot and I'm like, I don't want to go in. <laughs> I don't want to meet new people. I don't want to do this. Although I did want to deeper down, you, you know? You needed to, yeah. But there was, there was just a lot there of like, I... I don't belong here. I don't know these people, all these things, right? So I'm playing worship music in my car. And <laughs> yes. No Longer Slaves is playing. And it's it's on the chorus. So it's like, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Yeah. And then it goes, it, t- it says it again, I'm no longer a slave to fear. And the music stops. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, just stops. And... It's like six some like it's like five minutes later at this point, and I was like, "Gosh, dang it, God!" Like, (laughs) I guess I'm going in. So I went in, and it like it it is where I needed to be that night, 100%. But I just share that to say we don't have to be a slave to fear, and God is going to remind us of that. Yeah, even if it's in like a silly way through a song, like that impacted me that day, you know. Absolutely. It made you get out of your car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, Galatians 4, 7. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Man, God's word is so good. It is. If, if nothing else, if y'all get nothing else, just listen to the verses that we say. It's true. And, and you'll, you'll get something out of it because it's not our words. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Um, you want to pray? I am. I do. I will. I am I do. Alright. Am I do, I will. Alright. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time that we can spend talking together, talking in kind of growing in your word and, and, um, and what you want in our lives, Father God, thank you for this just precious time of community and friendship and being chosen by you, being an heir to your kingdom, Father God. Um, Father, I just ask that you have your hand of protection over us, over our families, over the people who are listening, Father, that you are just with us and that you, your love might be shown to us in a way that we are very blatantly aware, Father God, because we can mm. be blinded sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Father, I thank you that we are redeemed, that we are loved, and that comparison is no longer something that chains us down, Father, mm-hmm. that, that we have joy and that comparison can no longer be the thief of that joy. Father God, that that tool that Satan has just does not work for us because we are so grounded in you. Father, that is the goal. Please help us get there and help us know wholeheartedly that you are for us, that you are with us and that you will protect us in all the, all the things. (laughs) Um, in your wonderful and glorious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. And um, Carissa, thanks for praying and sharing your thoughts with me. And I enjoyed this one. It was was fun. I did too. And as I always say, life is weird. God is good. And I know nothing. (laughs) And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.